It's time to get the most in-depth coverage of University of Tennessee football recruiting with Football Futures. Now, here's Josh Ward. Welcome into Football Futures, presented by Twin Peaks here on 99.1 The Sports Animal. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here as the recruiting cycle continues for Tennessee. Tennessee received good news over the weekend. Well, the program knew about the news, but fans received good news over the weekend with Dylan Brooks confirming that he signed with Tennessee. I'll talk about that on tonight's show. I'm going to look at the good and the bad of Tennessee's 2021 class in the first segment of tonight's show, looking at what Tennessee has done that I think the staff should be really excited about, where Tennessee has fallen short to this point. As I say to this point, because there is a signing day to go in February, and the transfer market is worth paying attention to. There is a transfer from the Pac-12 who has an offer from Tennessee. He tweeted that out earlier today. I'll tell you about that prospect, as well as players coming back to Tennessee. Guys returning to Tennessee are almost like recruited players because at the beginning of the year, these are a couple of guys that Tennessee did not necessarily plan to have in 2021. I'll talk about that on tonight's show as well. Football Futures is here each Monday through the end of the 2021 recruiting cycle. Every week it is presented by Twin Peaks, which you can find on North Shore Drive near Kingston Pike. It's in between Kingston Pike and Paper Mill Drive. And when you go into Twin Peaks, you will find TVs all over the place. You will find a great menu. It's a great lunch spot. And we have sports going on all the time. We have playoffs coming up in the NFL this weekend. NBA and college basketball are happening every day and night. If you are looking for a place to watch sports, Look no further than Twin Peaks on North Shore Drive between Kingston Pike and Paper Mill Drive. Twin Peaks is making football futures happen each and every week on the Sports Animal. And I want to lead with the good and the bad of Tennessee's 2021 class. The bad might be a little too harsh. The good and needs to be better for Tennessee. The good, I think, came officially over the weekend, at least publicly, and that was defensive end outside linebacker Dylan Brooks signing with Tennessee. That word came just a few days ago, and Brooks is a guy who had been committed for a long time, and I think there was some confusion, maybe some nervousness among Tennessee fans with Brooks not signing publicly during the early signing period. Well, it turns out he signed. He just wanted to wait to announce it. Probably wanted a little bit more attention, and that created a little confusion and a little bit of drama, which I don't think was all that necessary. But in the end, Tennessee has a signature, and that's what matters, and he's a really good player. And I think that's the starting point of the good of this class is that Dylan Brooks could be a high-level, all-SEC-level player at Tennessee. And something for Tennessee to build on heading into 2021 and beyond would be the number of pass rushers that they've been able to bring in the last couple of years. And they do have to replace some key players as Kevon Bennett is leaving the program. He was dismissed during the season and DeAndre Johnson announced he's transferring to Miami. So those are some veteran developed players who could have returned that will not. But Tennessee has Dylan Brooks now joining a group that includes Tyler Barron, Roman Harrison, Morvin Joseph. Those are players that I think the staff likes. Tennessee signed Byron Young, from junior college and he will be asked to come in and help immediately then we can see what other players like Bryson Eason as a second year player can do how does he factor in I think Quavaris Crouch can be an effective pass rusher for Tennessee we are talking potential here and most of this show is about potential right we're talking recruiting but Tennessee has talent there and if Tennessee can develop that talent that's the key then Tennessee has some guys that could be I think really effective pass rushers and in this class 
that starts with Dylan Brooks. So the good, to me, begins with Dylan Brooks, who has officially signed with the Vols. The bad would be, where are all the offensive linemen? Tennessee has a couple of offensive linemen who were signed in this class, as well as an offensive lineman who is committed, although I don't know that he's going to sign with Tennessee. But the Vols need more there. Trey Smith is moving on. Brandon Kennedy is moving on from Tennessee's program. And there are some other guys with talent. Tennessee does have depth. But we are starting to ask, I think, more questions about development. What is Wanya Morris going to become? What about Darnell Wright? Karon Calvert's a guy that has developed pretty nicely. But he's also de- he's had to deal with injury issues. You have Jerome Carvin. Cooper Mays is somebody that could emerge here in the next year. Javante Spragans, I think, has provided some upside. Then you have guys that provide depth like Chrisog Perogane and Jackson Lampley. So it's a deep room. Tennessee has a room of offensive linemen with what appears to be a lot of ability, and Tennessee now needs a new offensive line coach to replace Will Friend. But right now, Tennessee has two offensive linemen signed in the class, William Parker and Jamarian Gooch. Tennessee needs more than that. Tennessee also has Colby Smith from North Carolina committed, but I don't know that he's going to sign with Tennessee. And if that's the case, that leaves Tennessee right now with two offensive linemen from the high school ranks in the class. And I just I don't think that's enough. I think Tennessee would like to have more than that. Tennessee does have more committed. So I think it's pretty obvious that Tennessee staff wants more than that. Now, could there be a transfer that comes in and helps right away? Cade Mays returning does help for sure. And he's a guy that maybe you didn't think you'd have in 2021. So that can help bridge the gap. But I just think if we're looking at the good and the bad, the disappointing side, the not good enough side would be Tennessee not having enough offensive linemen. Back to the good. Despite the on-field issues, most of Tennessee's commitments stuck with the class. Not everybody. Demarius McGee ended up signing with LSU. Hudson Wolf flipped to Ole Miss. Terrence Lewis was Tennessee's highest rated commitment, and he ended up signing with Maryland. And those are guys that Tennessee would love to have in this class. And, and McGee signing with LSU leaves Tennessee thinner than the Vols would have liked at cornerback, especially after missing on some other prospects like Nylon Green, who ended up choosing Georgia, and missing out on Terrence Lewis. Again, he was a highly touted player, and Tennessee had planned to bring him in to help at the linebacker position. The Vols still have Aaron Willis. But overall, to get back to the good part of this, Tennessee was able to hold on to most of the key players like Dylan Brooks, like running back Cody Brown and Tyon Evans. He actually decommitted at one point and then jumped back on board. And he's a highly touted Juco running back who will come in with a chance to help Tennessee immediately at running back. Miles Campbell said he heard from other schools who negatively recruited against Tennessee. It did not matter. He stuck with the Vols. Aaron Willis, who I mentioned, defensive lineman Katron Evans. And then, of course, a player that Tennessee fans probably wondered about throughout the recruiting process, or at least the last few months, Quarterback Caden Salter stuck with Tennessee and multiple times came out publicly and said, stop asking. I'm going to Tennessee, and he's going to be on campus coming up here soon for the spring semester. So overall, Tennessee did a good job of holding on to its commitments. Again, not all of them. It would have been silly to expect all of the commitments to stick with Tennessee while watching the Vols go 3-7 and seven this season. Overall, Tennessee staff did a good job. The bad side of that would be a player that I mentioned a moment ago, Terrence Lewis, ended up signing with Maryland, and I think there were some question marks there, especially over the last few weeks, and I think a lot of people said, hmm, with his recruitment, as he decommitted several weeks ago, came back with a final two of Tennessee and Maryland. I don't know that Tennessee was truly in his final two, but overall, in the end, the Terrence Lewis recruitment was a mistake, and 
perhaps costly to Tennessee. Tennessee had his commitment in the spring and in the summer, and that was great for attention. That was great for the recruiting rankings. It helped create more buzz around the program. Hey, look at Tennessee going down to Florida and getting this big-time prospect. But Tennessee did not sign Terrence Lewis. And with him being committed for so long, that had to have some negative effect on Tennessee's ability to go get another linebacker if it wanted to add a highly touted player. Tennessee already had Aaron Willis and Terrence Lewis in the fold. And just knowing that Lewis at any point could decommit, that at any point he could end up switching and going to another school, which he ultimately did, in the end you don't sign him. And that's that's the ultimate price is not being able to get the player that you wanted for so long and thought that you were going to have. So uh, the recruitment of Terrence Lewis was probably just a mistake. As I mentioned, there were some question marks there, and I'm not sure Tennessee should have gone down that road in the beginning. It was great for attention. It was great for offseason hype. But if he's playing at a different school – that doesn't help Tennessee this fall. So the, the excitement around Terrence Lewis was just that. It was excitement in the offseason. He will not be playing for the balls, and that's obviously not good. Back to the good. I think the running back class for Tennessee is exciting. The Vols signed Tyon Evans, as I mentioned, Cody Brown, who is a highly touted running back from Georgia, and then Jalen Wright is an intriguing prospect. He has tremendous speed. He has, I think, a really good work ethic and a lot of motivation because throughout the recruiting process, Wright was not receiving a lot of attention. I think that put the chip on his shoulder, and he was able to get the offer from Tennessee, so ultimately he was discovered, and he is getting a good opportunity. But he knows he's not that highly touted. He knows he's a a three-star prospect, which, by the way, is really a good thing. But to him, if he's comparing himself to other players in his class, including guys signing with Tennessee, Cody Brown and Tyon Evans, Jalen is probably going to arrive at Tennessee knowing that, hey, there's more talk about these guys. But... He has really good speed. I think he could be a nice change of pace guy as a receiver and runner out of the backfield. And then you have guys like Tyon Evans who provide really good size. You're talking about Evans and and Brown at 220, 225, who should be able to provide a little more physical impact in the backfield to go along with Eric Gray coming back. And, you know, compared to what Eric Gray and Ty Chandler have offered in the backfield, Tennessee just hasn't had a lot of size. Dee Beckwith is intriguing moving forward, by the way. And, and before this, you had Tim Jordan, who I thought was a good runner and did add some weight at Tennessee, but he was more their power back despite not being a really big back. So Tyon Evans, Cody Brown, and Jalen Wright, I think are really nice prospects, three good running backs that Tennessee has added to the class. What is Ty Chandler's future, by the way? He's a guy that has been rumored to be considering the transfer portal to look at a different school to finish out his career. If that's the case, as I mentioned, you do have D. Beckwith coming back. You have Lyneth Whitehead, who did not play this year, and then T. Hodge to go along with Eric Gray. The Vols have some real depth and I think real competition for that offensive backfield next season, which Tennessee has not had much of uh, this past two or three years. Uh, also, Jabari Small, I didn't mention him, but he did play as a freshman, and he's a guy that should help and could improve at the running back position. So I think that's definitely good for Tennessee's 2021 class. And then one more item that I would at least put in the it-needs-to-be-better category, and the next segment will have an update that provides why I think that. Tennessee probably needs a little more help at wide receiver. Tennessee would probably like a little more playmaking there, as I'm not exactly sure how that position's going to play out. Is Julian Nixon definitely a wide receiver, or could he be a tight end, especially with Hudson Wolf not being in the class? Could Tennessee land a tight end on the transfer market? That's something to pay attention to. Walker Merrill coming in as an early enrollee will help. He'll have a chance to compete for playing time 
right away. But I think Tennessee would have liked another wide receiver in this class. Tennessee, I think, might be pursuing that position. And we'll get to that coming up next. So I don't think it's a a big negative. But Tennessee would like to get a little more help on the outside. Perhaps they can do that, finding somebody that could come in immediately to help the offense. The offense needs to be better. Quarterback play, of course, needs to be better for Tennessee. That's something the Vols are trying to address right now. I'm going to come back for another segment of Football Futures. It's presented by Twin Peaks. You can always find the show online at 991thesportsanimal.com, and you can find it in the podcast section of the WNML app and on Apple Podcasts. This is Football Futures presented by Twin Peaks. My name's Josh Ward. You're listening to FM 99.1, The Sports Animal. Checking in with Tennessee football commitments and prospects. It's Football Futures with Josh Ward. Welcome back into Football Futures. My name is Josh Ward. The show is here every Monday night through the next signing period, which will be the first Wednesday in February. So I appreciate you being here. Twin Peaks is making the show happen each and every week on the Sports Animal. And there are some news items to get to. As I mentioned earlier, Cade Mays is coming back to Tennessee So is Valus Jones. So that's good news at wide receiver as the Vols appear to be looking for more help. And I say that because a wide receiver from Arizona who is in the transfer portal, Jamari Joyner, received an offer from Tennessee. He's a 6'1", 214-pound wide receiver. He was a quarterback who transitioned to wide receiver and appeared to make the transition pretty smoothly, as in 2019, the last full season that Arizona played he led the team with 552 receiving yards the numbers for Joyner are pretty impressive in an offense that was coached by Kevin Sumlin as I mentioned in 2019 he led Arizona with 552 receiving yards he had 34 receptions and five touchdowns that season so he's a name to pay attention to as the Vols do have some receivers in this class but appear to be looking for more help to go along with what I still think is an impressive freshman class that has a lot of potential. There's that word again, but Jalen Hyatt show what he can do. And then Jimmy Calloway, Jimmy Holiday, and Malachi Weidman all have a lot of upside. And then let's see what Walker Merrill can do coming in and competing early for playing time as an early enrollee. And then Julian Nixon, how he might fit in. This is what Jeremy Pruitt said back on signing day in December, talking about first Walker Merrill and then Julian Nixon as prospects. Walker Merrill. We've been recruiting for a while since we've been here. Uh, just a, a really good playmaker, very instinctive, uh, plays with uh, lots of toughness. You know, has, um, had a great senior season, uh, a guy that will be mid-year, um, and a guy that will, that will be in our wide receiving rotation pretty quick. Uh, Julian Nixon uh, from Roswell, Georgia. I've known Julian's dad uh, since we were in high school. Uh, we grew up in the same hometown and uh, played college ball together, used to drive back and forth uh, to school together. And, um, you know, Julian's a guy that 6'4", he's probably 235 or 40 pounds, uh, very athletic, has uh, huge hands, um, you know, just really tracks the ball uh, extremely well, uh, is a mismatched type of guy out there on the perimeter, a guy that we're excited about for sure. Jeremy Pruitt talking about wide receiver signees Walker Merrill and Julian Nixon, two players to pay attention to to how they might fit in on the offensive side. Tennessee is also going to pursue players in the transfer market, as I mentioned. One of those guys could be Eric Gilbert. He was a highly touted tight end 
in the 2020 class. He signed with LSU and announced a few days ago that he is entering the transfer portal. This was rumored to be happening over the last several weeks, and he made it official over the weekend. Gilbert was a high school teammate of Harrison Bailey. When he announced on Twitter that he was leaving, Harrison Bailey hopped on Twitter and said, hey, let's run it back, like they did playing together at Marietta High School. I'm sure Tennessee would love to be in the mix here. We'll see if Tennessee can be. Everybody's going to want Eric Gilbert. This guy looks like a physical monster out there on the field. You want to talk about a mismatch, Gilbert would be that. He might see Austin Pope's comments saying, well, I wasn't involved in the offense as a pass receiver, so I need to move on and go find another offense. I don't know that that would factor in here. I would think it'd be more just about where's the program. Tennessee went 3-7 and seven this year. As I mentioned, everybody would want Eric Gilbert. But that's at least a name worth monitoring because, of course, Tennessee would love to add Gilbert to the fold, and Tennessee did recruit him very heavily in the 2020 class. So at least something to mention here in the list of notes of what's going on out there on the recruiting trail. And a lot's going on right now. It's a weird time. This has been a weird year. Jeremy Pruitt's going to talk about that in a moment. But the fact that you're trying to figure out, okay, how many numbers, how many scholarships do we have? What are our numbers how many spots do we have available to close the class out? That has maybe affected the status of offensive lineman Colby Smith or Rock Taylor, who uh, has been committed to Tennessee but did not sign with the Vols back in December. And then the transfer market. Who can you bring in? You know that you're going to have players leaving. DeAndre Johnson's heading to Miami. Austin Pope is on his way out. Tennessee has a number of players leaving the program, but Tennessee also is going to look to bring players in. How many spots do they have available in the class? I think Tennessee would like to add a quarterback to the mix, somebody that can come in and either compete with Harrison Bailey and Caden Salter for the starting position or at least provide depth in the room because right now Tennessee has three scholarship quarterbacks, Bailey, Salter, and Brian Maurer. How does Maurer exactly fit in? I would not handicap him to be the favorite to start at quarterback by any means. That would shock me, frankly. But I think Tennessee with J.T. Shrout and Jared Garantano leaving the program would like to find somebody else to come in and help immediately or provide depth immediately. Tennessee would love to add Ty Simpson to the 2022 class, but you're talking about another year before he would arrive on campus. So can Tennessee find more offensive help? Can Tennessee maybe find a defender or two that could come in and help immediately? And you have that quarterback position. Jeremy Pruitt talked about just what 2020 has been like now recruiting for the 2021 class. But everything was different in terms of the evaluations, the dead period being extended through the signing period for the 21 class, and then transfers factoring in as well. Jeremy Pruitt talking about that on the early signing day back in December. The way recruiting goes, it's not over until they sign. So uh, it's kind of just the starting point, right? So recruiting's 365 days out of the year, and um, that's why you got to recruit every single day. I feel like our staff, uh, really focused on it really hard um, during, coming out of that pandemic, and we had a really good plan. You know, uh, one thing that uh, has, has been tough for everybody is the evaluation process. you got some states that are playing football, some that are not. Uh, there's no uh, summer camps, and, and just focusing on uh, the guys that are going to be in your class. You know, it, it's very important to make sure um, that you know exactly what you're getting. Jeremy Pruitt on recruiting for 2021. There is also the question of what exactly is Tennessee status? Recruits are wanting to know 
what is going on with the staff? What is the future of the program? Those are questions that are naturally being asked. And not every prospect is going to straight up ask, are you going to lose your job or not? When I talked to Walker Merrill, he said he didn't really talk to coaches about that because he didn't expect that they would know. And you think about it that way, is is a coach really going to know if he's going to be fired or not? I don't know. Uh, But that is a question that is hanging around the Tennessee program while the investigation is going on and Tennessee has brought in some outside help to assist with the investigation inside Tennessee's football program. What does that mean for the future of Jeremy Pruitt and his coaching staff? Everything I've talked about today has, of course, been with the assumption that Jeremy Pruitt will be Tennessee's head coach in 2021. If that status changes, all of this would be up in the air. It's a weird time in that you had the NFL head coaching positions open up on Monday, and there have been a few vacancies already with Detroit, Houston, and Atlanta, but more jobs came open. You're going to hear college coaches mentioned with some of those jobs. Some of that is going to be real. Some of that is going to be agent work behind the scenes to help a college coach get a raise and an extension. That could happen. Dan Mullen's name is being mentioned with NFL jobs. You're going to see fake posts on Twitter and social media, so you have to be careful with that. But at uh, at Florida, uh, you have the Dan Mullen situation. Maybe he's not even really a candidate or isn't really going to consider leaving Florida, but that's at least a question that's out there right now. Then at Tennessee, you have the investigation, as I mentioned, and there will at least be speculation. You want to talk about rumors. You want to find rumors? Look at Tennessee football. Go online. They are there. Some might be real. Some are not going to be real. That's just part of it. Look at Texas. Texas back in December after Word came out that the Longhorns were pursuing Urban Meyer. Then word came that Urban Meyer said, I'm not coming to Texas. Texas had a statement that appeared to back up Tom Herman right before signing day, by the way. I don't think that was a coincidence. And then three weeks later, Tom Herman is fired after winning the Alamo Bowl with Texas celebrating back-to-back Alamo Bowl championships. The point there would be, you never know. And by the way, that was to go get Steve Sarkeesian, a guy that I think a lot of people wondered, okay, how real of a candidate is he at Power 5 schools? Turns out a pretty real candidate because now he's the head coach at the University of Texas. If Dan Mullen were to leave Florida and go to the NFL, that could create some kind of domino effect because that is a big-time job. So a lot of people are probably just monitoring, okay, what's going on out there? But there is a recruiting aspect to all of this, and Tennessee may not factor into it. Tennessee has two staff positions to fill on the offensive line and defensive line coach spots. And then let's see, does anybody else leave? Brian Niedermeyer is a guy that has been a very active recruiter for Tennessee. His name has been brought up in investigation reports. Is he back at Tennessee next year? What is Chris Winkie's status? T. Martin was on Twitter on Monday with some excitement on uh, Valus Jones announcing that he's coming back to Tennessee. Does that guarantee that T. Martin's back at Tennessee? No, not necessarily, but that will create speculation. Jay Graham was tweeting about the importance of recruiting inside the state of Tennessee last week. It's been a weird time over the last couple of weeks because there's just been this cloud that's hung over Tennessee's program with questions about what the future is. There was the statement when Tennessee was announced to go to the Liberty Bowl, which of course ended up not happening for the Vols, but Philip Fulmer was talking about the importance of the bowl process to help them prepare for the spring with players who are returning and Jeremy Pruitt coming back as Tennessee's head coach. That's, of course, not anything official either. So you just have all of that going on while Tennessee staff looks to evaluate, to figure out who all is coming back. Who's coming back may not affect numbers in terms of seniors returning, not counting against the 85, 
but it does affect what your roster is and your depth chart and who's available, what your needs are. If you have some seniors announced I'm coming back, well, that may make it less of a priority. I don't know, maybe Valus Jones coming back helps Tennessee in not needing immediate wide receiver help. Doesn't mean that Tennessee will stop pursuing help at that position, but having Valus Jones come back obviously helps with Josh Palmer leaving the program, moving on to try to get ready for the NFL draft. Now that Bayless Jones comes back, you have a little bit more to work with. What is Ramel Keaton's status exactly? These are all questions, but uh, there's a lot that's up in the air. It's a weird time for everybody. All schools are trying to figure out exactly where their numbers are and who they might be able to go land on the transfer market, who might be leaving the program. All of that needs to be figured out because obviously that will play a very big role in your future. So with a little more than a minute to go here in the show, remember you can always go back and listen on the WNML app in the podcast section and on Apple Podcasts. Sam Foreman's producing the show. Sam, thank you as always for helping get the show up. If you ever want to go back and listen in the archives, it's always available. Tennessee will move forward with recruiting for 2021. Defensive line prospect Taiwan Malone is a guy that's still on Tennessee's board. I would not call the Vols the favorites for him, but he's a talented prospect that has continued to have Tennessee in his top five or six. And I think he's a player that's paying attention to Tennessee and wondering, okay, what exactly is the future? Is probably waiting on some answers there. Recruiting in the 2022 class will continue to be a big priority for Tennessee's coaching staff, especially with the evaluation process having been so different because of everything that's gone on in 2020 and is still going on as coaches can't get out there on the road and recruit. It's just a different time, but recruiting for 2022 will absolutely continue. So monitor the transfer market. Let's pay attention at least to what's going on with potential coaching moves as assistant coaches are going to be moving around and college players are trying to figure out where they're headed. If they are leaving a school, they need to make a decision for the upcoming spring semester. I would imagine in most cases. So it's going to be a very active time and football futures will have you covered each Monday from seven until seven 30. Thanks to twin peaks. Thank you for hanging out here on football futures. My name's Josh Ward. Have a